What's up, podcast listener? If you're sitting at your desk or riding in your car, know that today you're joining a family of basketball professionals who are trying to change other people's lives through the game that changed theirs. This podcast is going to take you along the journey of basketball entrepreneurs and how they make a living from the game that they love. If I say anything, anything that gives you value in this episode, please go to iTunes and leave me a top five, top five, top five review. And now let's get to the show. So in this interview, I talked with Tyler Ralph about the future of the basketball training industry and his golden rule for success and his advice to guys just starting out in the game and also talk about different styles of basketball training and his view on those different styles. And for some more context, this is why I got why well, invited Tyler on the podcast and I think why he accepted he posted something about two weeks ago, got 24,000 views. And let me read the caption really quickly. It says, you know, throwback Thursday workout with two ball series and a combo into a quick change. And he was saying making players uncomfortable at some point in a workout is key. I see all the time, quote, doing things that translate to a game, end quote, or quote, only doing things you would do in a game, end quote. Ball handling, shooting, form, off catch, off bounce, finishing, positional work, and footwork should always be in your workout. Do something to get them uncomfortable because games are never comfortable all the time. I don't shoot with no one guarding me in a game, but we do that. I don't play against AIR, but we do that too to work on our game. I don't get passes from right under the rim with my eyes locked on the rim all the time, but we do that too. It's about reps, good reps, taught the right way. Players learn different. Teachers teach different. I see trainers taking shots at other trainers all the time. I've looked at stuff and said things. And then you look at where they played and they didn't even sniff D1. So let's all chill with the shot taking. Different styles can make players better. Let them do them. Clients won't go back to trainers if they aren't getting better at any level, fourth grade or NBA. So let's let them make the decisions. I was taught two ball by two NBA players when I was 10 years old. So... Working two ball dribbling for a quick portion of your workout is a great way to develop your handle. Doing multiple things at once. Keep offhand active. So for the top 2019 player in her class, I guess things are translating to the game. But work never stops because satisfaction leads to failure. So that was the post. And I reached out to him. I said, epic post right here, Tyler. In all fairness, though, some of the best players to do this in the nation didn't scratch D1 either. You've got a great point. Mixing all that stuff into an eclectic workout is dope. Results are all that matter, though, right? And he responded, no doubt about that. But if all these trainers' stuff was so good, wouldn't they have done it themselves to get to that next level? Given their different talent levels, et cetera, and body characteristics for sure, my point was more just everyone needs to do them and stay in their own lane instead of trying to bash each other so they can get up. So, and then we had some little combo after that. But that's the context, the preframe for this interview. And Tyler talks about the status of the industry right now, about Instagram, about there's a lot of things. So I think you'll enjoy this interview and let me know what you think. Tyler, what's up, man? So you were working how late till last night? From last night? Uh working about until about nine o'clock last night. Nine o'clock central time last night. You got some uh you got some guys travel from China or Japan over training with you? Yeah, we got a bunch of uh coaches from China that uh five uh coaches from Li Ning um that have certain players over there, they come over here and they 
they're over here for about uh, four or five days, and they go through coaches' clinics in the mornings, and and then come and and work with us in the afternoons with our players, and and um, you know we just kind of teach them teach them skills, teach them team, you know, break down drills, and and try to make them better. And so let me let me back up a little bit. So you uh, if you safe to say if you didn't have two big old knee injuries, you'd probably be doing the same thing, right? But how do you think that I, I wish you, how, how you, I guess you got enclosure from it. How do you look at your career and what happened with knee injuries? Do you, are you glad it happened that way? Do you wish you could have played overseas? And how does that play into what you do right now? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think you're ever glad that it happened. I mean, because I'm, you know, I think the first thing that I was was a basketball player. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't a trainer. I was a, you know, I was a player. Um, you know, and and. And it just was—it was a struggle through, you know, college and stuff. After you know having a good high school career, never being injured um, ever, and then you know being in college and you know after my freshman year at West Virginia, just you know struggling with with you know a broken foot, um, you know two knee injuries and all that, and then you know getting healthy my senior year or the end of my senior year, and and then hurt my knee before I was going to go over to Europe and. You know, I mean, it happens how it happens. You know, I, I mean, I look at it as God always has a plan for you. And, um, you know, his plan for me wasn't to play. But, I mean, my selfish self would have wanted to, to go and play in Europe for sure, for sure. Man, so what, what – I think I read something saying you got trained by, you know, NBA – some NBA players growing up. What would you say mm-hmm. your style is and how was that influenced by those guys in the past? Man, um, I mean, my favorite play growing up, um, I mean, everybody's favorite play growing up was Jordan, but, you know, my favorite player was, was Jason Williams from, he played, a, you know, Marshall and then played at Florida and, and all that. And I had a chance my freshman year at Five Star, you know, he was there and, um, you know, and he just showed me some, some things that he did. And one of the things that he said is that he worked on ball handling for an hour a day. <laughs> and, and, you know, it was probably one of the reasons why he said that he made it to the league. And so I said, okay, well, you know, what should I do? And that I was, a, you know, I was, I was the most athletic kid. You know, I, I had good quickness and stuff like that. But, you know, I knew for me to get to where I wanted to go, I had to be able to handle the ball, shoot the ball, um, and have it on a string. Um, because I knew guys at the next level were going to be quicker and stronger. So if I'm more skilled, then I can compete. If I'm not, I don't have a chance. Um, you know, and, and every player is different. And I think that's that's the whole part that, you know, as skills trainers, you know, we need to see is, you know, every player can be different. If you got a uber, uber athletic guy, um, you know, that – can break you down off the bounce and kind of just has that natural quickness with the ball. Like you don't need to spend an hour and a half, you know, or an hour a day ball handling. But if you have, you know, a kid that, you know, maybe can't handle pressure and can't do things like that, you know, I think for, you know, the beginning of his training, he should, you know, work on ball handling, become comfortable with the ball because the ball affects everything. It affects your footwork. It affects, you know, being clean through your pocket on your shot, um, you know, and, and and I think it's just, 
that's kind of how I, I got it. And, and when I played in college, um, I didn't do my ball handling as much because we just were doing so much other stuff and I didn't feel comfortable on the court. And then when I started doing my routine again is when I got my confidence back. And, and, and that's the biggest thing. If a player goes on the court and is confident, then they're going to play well. They go on the court and they're not confident, they're not going to play well. Um, you know, so I think that's the biggest misnomer about me is everybody sees the ball handle and stuff, you know, but really I was recruited, you know, the best attribute I had coming out of high school is I was, I was known as a, you know, a shooter, you know, and that's why I went to West Virginia to play with Beeline because Beeline loves shooters. Um, you know, and then there's tons of things, man. I, I think, you know, you, you, you got to break your, your game down and you got to understand what your weaknesses and what your strengths are. And you got to be okay with struggling with your weaknesses through training and, and, um, and keeping your strengths. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing that kids do these days is that they don't make enough shots. Um, you know, they do a ton of, you know, one-on-one stuff and, you know, they look at all of our Instagrams and all that stuff and, you know, that's all great, but they don't make shots. Um, and, you know, if you can make shots at a high level, um, you know, you can play and you got to have some other skills with it. But, you know, like a guy like we had, Phil Forte, um, you know, 5'10", you know, shoots it with unlimited range, you know, but he makes 600 a day. Um, and then we worked on his ball handling where now he could, you know, take it off the bounce when he, when he needed to, um, so I think it's the biggest thing with, with kids these days. I think that it, it's they gotta make shots, um, you know, and that that's the biggest thing, making shots. So, what's that ratio between uh, training versus hooping, like playing pickup for them? I heard different numbers going out there. What's yours? <laughs> I mean, I think the funniest thing is that everybody tries to throw numbers into it. That's my that's my personal opinion. Everybody's oh it's seventy five twenty or it's this and that. I mean, let's be serious, man. It, it's it was never like that back in the day. You know, it was I'm gonna work on my game and then I'm gonna play. I wasn't sitting there saying, well, I trained today, so I can't. You know, and I didn't train yesterday, so I can't play today. <laughs> like it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, in my opinion. It's like you know, as a as a basketball player, I'm gonna play every chance I get and you know and I'm going to work on my game too you know so I think the whole oh you should do this or that and I know there's other people out there throwing out numbers and all that I mean I'm from New York we played in the playgrounds we played whenever we could the boys and girls club and then you know I worked on my game tirelessly every single day but I would work on my game, and I've had an opportunity to play that night. I was going to play. And that's what it was. I mean, it wasn't, <laughs> I didn't, it wasn't, you know. And that's had the reason that we're creating these, these robotic kids is they can't think for themselves. Go work out, you know, get better. And then if you have an opportunity to play, play, because that's how you learn the game and that's how you become intelligent and learn the IQ side of it is playing and playing with older guys, you know, and all that. So I don't, I don't really have those numbers. I don't believe in them. 
I, I like it, man. Because, you know, and the number, I'm not going to say the guy who, who threw it out there, but he's, a, he's another NBA skills trainer, too. It's just interesting, like, hearing the different opinions, man. And the whole reason we're on this whole podcast right now is because of a post you put up. And I wish more people would have commented on it, man, because it's real talk. And it's what a lot of trainers talk about together but not online. You know what I mean? And they got stuff to say, but they don't say it when there's the opportunity presented. And that, what you were saying was not more so like, yo, if you haven't played at this level, you can't train at this level. But it was more so like, don't knock somebody else's hustle, right? Yeah, I mean, I think there, there's, you know, I think th- like that post was was formatted in the way of, of you know, because I know there's a lot of people, and it wasn't even a post that I saw that was directed at me. It was directed at another, you know, person. And it was like, you know, at the end of the day, everybody's trying in, in, in this business, in the skills training business, you're trying to feed either yourself or you're trying to feed your family. And and if you're a good person, that's all that matters. And if you're doing it for the kids and you really care about the kids, you know, then that's the most important part. You know, are there levels of the skill training? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, is there different ways to train? Absolutely. And my whole point with it is, is don't knock, you know, somebody else because you may not do that. Um, you know, everybody learned the game a different way. I was a huge fan of two ball dribbling because Jason Williams showed me it. So don't sit here and tell me that it's stupid <laughs> because it made me Mr. Basketball in New York and it got me 30 division one offers and I was a thousand point scorer in college and I had opportunities to go play pro. So say what you want, but I'm six foot. um not a great athlete. And those, those, that's what I did, you know? And I, and I think that we, we overlook that everybody, every player is not the same. Every player is not going to train the same way. And in the end of the day, it's about teaching the details, um, about doing the reps correct and understanding who that player is and what they need to work on. And however they get to that or however they're taught, it's not our, as skills trainers, not our place to say anything because all the skills trainers that I see that say things <laughs> never played at, at a high level or, or, a, or a extreme, like, you know, not at a level that it's like, dang, okay. And, and that's my whole problem with it is let's, let's chill out, let people do what they do. And if you don't like it, like, that's fine. Somebody else may like it because if the player likes it, he's going to come back. If he doesn't, he's not. So the chips are going to fall where they may, no matter what comes out of our mouths as, you know, as skills trainers. And, and I just, I just hate, I don't even, I don't even like being called a skills trainer anymore, to be honest with you. I just like being called, you know, a coach because it's just, it's just so crazy now with this whole, Booming, right? <laughs> and, I mean, it, it, it's just nuts. You know, it's nuts. Um, and and it is, I mean, it is what it is, man. It's easy to do it. It's easy to do it. And, uh, and you know, but I think as, as, you know, parents and kids, they need to really look into who who they work out with. 
and you know what the what the process is to get better you know pay attention don't just drop your kid off leave them there and then bounce you know um if you want to be babysat then that's fine but if you want them to get better sit there and watch and pay attention because if the trainer calls five dollars then he's probably five dollars for a reason and you know i had this conversation with a guy yesterday about it and that's that's not to knock anybody else but there's a lot of trainers that put a lot of time into becoming better at their craft and there's a lot of guys that just look at what other people do and try to emulate it without knowing the what why's in the house and that's where the issue becomes um but my whole opinion is you just can't knock anybody's hustle man and and that's and that's kind of what it's always been from AU and now you know it's still AU teams knocking everybody else and you know skills trainers and and you know college coaches I mean it is what it is but I just don't you know and I've done it too but I think as I've grown older it it doesn't matter you know I do what I do I try to keep it moving and and you know I'm I got a lot of good friends that are skills trainers that you know I talk to you know on a regular basis. So, you know, I just try to keep it moving, man, and I try to do what I can do best and, you know, make my players better. So, I mean, you're sitting nice right now. You got guys traveling the train with you in Dallas, Texas. I mean, running the state. I'm sure it wasn't always that easy, though. What were some of the struggles when you just started? Gym time, was it getting clients? Yeah, I mean... Like when I first started, I first started, um, I actually, I was coaching at St. Bonaventure, um, during one of the years I was injured and I was working out there guys and, you know, you know, doing a lot of stuff that I did, you know, when I, when I worked out, it wasn't like I was really studying. I wasn't really like, okay, you know, these are breakdowns. I was just doing what I was doing. And, um, one of the guards ended up making the national Britain team and was like a long shot when it started. And so I was like, and he was just like, man, you should think about, you know, working guys out. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, but I got to make a living. He was like, guys are doing it. I'm like, come on, man, you can't be serious. You know, I mean, when, when I did it, uh, when I played, you know, we just had the old guys work us out and we followed their lead. Um, so I, I grew, when I was in Rochester, I went back and I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. So I had, people I knew in Rochester, um, you know, because, you know, I, I was one of the better high school players to come out of that area. So we, we were doing stuff. Um, and then it was, okay, I want to go and work out better guys, you know, in a bigger city. So I moved here. And the biggest thing here was, um, one, you take every gig that you can get. Um, two, was definitely, you know, gym time. The thing with Dallas is they have all these facilities. Um, so I was able to, you know, you rent a facility. You know, now if you rent the court, it may be $70, you know, $60. So, you know, the first time that you train, you may only have two kids. And you may only be able to cover your gym cost. Um, you know, but if it's, 
if it's good, then it, it, you know, word of mouth spreads and all that. So that's like a lot of what I did is I tried to, um, get on the court as much as I could, um, you know, make connections, go to these, these tournaments and stuff. And, um, and then I got in contact with, um, somebody that knew Julius Randall and, you know, of course I'd heard about him and stuff. He was like a freshman, um, you know, and he came and, and then we, I started working him out all the time. And, and that's really, you know, when it took off was, was with Julius. And then I got with the Texas Titans, which, um, um, you know, was one of the top AU programs in the country. Um, and then team Texas and, now, I, I owe a lot to um to Julius. I mean he's I mean he's my guy, but um, you know, he really gave me a, a chance um to to work him out and, and to make him better and and um from there it just kinda you know, it went and you know, I think everybody needs you need to be a grinder if you wanna be in this business. And because it's it's a grind, you know. Yesterday was a grind. I've been doing it eight years, and you know, yesterday was a grind. Um, and you just gotta love the grind. And it's the same thing as when you played. Is there's those days that you don't want to work out because you're sore, you're, you know, your knees hurt or whatever. And it's 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 that mental over physical. And and that's my biggest advice to people is, um, you know, do what others don't do but take your mentality of what you did as a player and put it into your mentality of what you do as a worker. Um, and that's kind of, you know, that's how I look at it and that's how I was taught. So, um, you know, I took trips to San Antonio, um, man, Austin, I mean, five, five hours, three hours, um, Oklahoma city's two hours. Um, and it maybe took, you know, less money to try to figure out, you know, try to make your your name known. Um, and then, you know, if you do a good job and you're passionate and people like it, then then you're good. Um, you just got to be prepared like anything else. Um, so that's kind of how it all started. Sounds like sounds like saying early on for the trainers just starting. First off, grind. Second, uh, you know, you might do a lot of things where you break even that you don't get paid for. And third, you know, it sounds like it really helps you to have somebody who was a player who you could market, who trusted in you, that you could develop. And, you know, obviously social media, you mean you're killing it with the videos, but does it sound like before? Yeah, and I mean, and and when we did it, social media wasn't even, like, there was no Instagram back then. Right. You know, when I first started, it wasn't like it wasn't crazy like it is now. And you know, I think social media. And I mean, I I like social media. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But I think it 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 is killing. It is making some things just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I think you you grind. What do you mean ridiculous though? What, what, what do you mean by ridiculous? Um, I I just think there's 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 too many. You know, and and, and I probably do it too. Um. You know, I think the biggest thing that people need to understand is like social media is social media. What you get with social media is is maybe not what you get in a workout. You know, it's like 
I'm not, you're not going to attract people by, but you know, by, you know, selling TJ Leaf's father, you know, you're going to attract people by selling LeVar Ball's father who is a nut. And it's right. the same thing with, with social media is, you know, you gotta, sometimes you just gotta go and do a couple crazy, you know, like the two ball stuff. I do it. I like it. Some people don't like it, you know, but that's how you attract the followers. Do, do I do it? You know, is that all I did during an hour and a half workout? Absolutely not. <laughs> and that's, I think that's the social media part I'm talking about is it's just crazy is I'm not, you're not doing that all the time. And I think some people and some even trainers think, okay, this is what we do for an hour and a half. We're going to dribble and do one-on-one moves and, you know, do combinations and cones and stuff. And, and I like it, but I like it in limited spots. Um, you know, and I think that's where social media is kind of taking some things and, you know, said, okay, this is what they do all the time. And that's just not the case. Um, it's kind of what I mean by that. Gotcha. And then they run the business too, right? Like it, <laughs> I mean, that made, that makes sense. It's interesting how you talk about balancing that. Um, yeah. Go ahead, let me yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it is, it's, it's in the end of the day, it's a bit, you know, it is a business and, you know, it's a different business because you're dealing with of all levels and, um, you know, that, that stuff. And, um, you know, I think the thing with, with me, um, and even guys I have that work for me, like a Tim Martin, um, it's developing relationships. And I think that's overlooked. Um, you know, because if you're on the come up and you just, overlook somebody you may need that person in five years and that person is going to remember the first time you know that you met them and what you how you treat them at that moment is going to stick with them and you may need them five years down the road and if you don't treat them the right way then that's going to come into you in the butt. And then that's a whole, and I mean, I've, I've dealt with college coaches like that, um, you know, who kind of, and then they want some of our players. I'm like, bro, you forget. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing. Um, just, you know, treating the game with respect, but also, you know, understanding that we're, we're skills trainers and we're here to help people and don't treat anybody different than you would want to be treated. And I know it's said all the time, but it's definitely not done all the time. Um, so let me, let me unpack, let me unpack that with the, the partnerships, the training, because one, one trainer question, they wanted me to ask you this too. Uh, tell me about a time, cause I know you, you reach out and ask who wants to train with you, travel with you, only serious inquiries, right? Tell me about a time you got burned for, well, that's not a, that's not a way to ask it. Tell me about partnerships and mindset with collaborating with people. Um, I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't know if I've ever been burned because I try to keep it, I try to keep it, <laughs> um, my, my, I'm a New Yorker, so one, I don't trust a lot of people. So I, I make sure that 
I research them. I make sure that I, um, I meet them and I know them before I give them anything. Um, you know, so unlike my team, you know, if you look at our guys and I mean, I, you know, Damon Altizer, but you know, me and him started it, but like, we kind of have our separate teams. So my team is really guys that I played with. Um, you know, a guy, Greg Lewis, who was, you know, played with me at Bonaventure. Um, and now we just added a new guy, Mont Smith, who was, you know, all everything in the A-10 um, out of D.C. And then Tim Martin, we just developed a relationship. And and he, and me and him, I just said, man, you should just, we should just do this together and rock out. And, and then that's how that developed. So I don't know if I've ever been burned. Um, I, I take it very seriously. I don't just get an email from somebody and say, okay, I want to join Driven and maybe like, okay, this is what you pay, $300 a month and you're driven. Like it just, I wasn't raised like that. And some people, some people do that and that's what they do. And that's, you know, that's how they run it. And I don't, so I don't know if I've ever been burned. Um, you know, I like trainers that have played and that's just my personal opinion of it because I think they understand the grind that it took to get to that level. Um, which I don't think a lot of players really understand is the amount of time you have to put in if you really, really, really want to be good. Um, so yeah, to answer that, I mean, it's, I don't, I don't know if I've ever been burned. I like all my guys and, um, you know, we send out things and people send stuff back and we research them. And if I don't like any of them, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go with not, not, not like anybody, but you know, if I don't feel comfortable, then I'm not going to, I'm not going to hire someone cause you know, I don't know. And you know, the only thing you've got in your life is your name and your business. And you know, I don't, I take it serious. Is $300 a month what it costs to be undriven? <laughs> no, 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 I know. I don't, we don't do anything. See, we don't do anything like that. You know, I don't do anything like that because those are my, those are my guys, you know. <laughs> so that's, that's my family. So I take care of my guys. Um, you know, and so we don't, I don't really have, we don't really do that. Um, you know, we, we think that if somebody's good enough, that, them being good is going to create enough for us, um, you know. But I'm sure I know there's I know there's other people out there that charge, you know, monthly fees or year I don't even know yearly fees to be, you know, a part of, you know, whatever it is. Um, you know, that's how they run their business, and that's fine. It's, you know, we don't we don't really do it like that. So, yeah, so. Um, Tell me about, I mean, have you ever run into egos? Because obviously they're going to be with Driven. They can't push their own brand, right? Uh, I guess they can push their personal brand, but have you had anybody that has gone against it because they wanted their own thing, they wanted to start their own stuff? Um, no, not really, man, because it's not that you, people, you can't promote your own brand. It's, 
um, you know, we want people to promote their own names, you know, because that, that's going to make them more successful and that's going to make us more successful. It's, you know, using platforms that maybe you didn't grind to create to take advantage of situations, um, you know, and, and, and that's the thing is, you know, to get to where we are now from seven years ago was a grind, um, you know, and if we just pick somebody off the street that's never done it and all of a sudden they're like, you know, take advantage of situations and, you know, I mean, that's what it is. It's, and that's why you got to be careful with who you associate yourself with. Um, you know, and, and my, my personal advice to anybody is to do your own thing first and then, you know, and then brand out and build out. But if you can do your own thing first, then you're going to be a valuable asset, you know, either to yourself in your business or to somebody else in their business. Um, you know, so I think that's, that would be my advice to anybody. Oh, I mean, and so like, you know, push some Mike and Jones, go train Mike and Jones training, do all that stuff, and then, you know, talk to Tyler, whoever the case may be, Mike or whoever the trainer is, and then try to join with them because it it's more of a compound effect. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I think that's the whole thing. I think a lot of these guys just say, you know, you know, I'm I'm this or I'm that. You know, can I work with you? And then it's like, okay, well, you know, send me videos. Or and he's like, well, I don't really train anybody right now, and it's that's the tough part is like, okay, well, how do I know, you know, like just one, you haven't shown me that you can grind. So I don't know if, if we want to be a part of that. Um, it's just, I mean, it's like any other business, you know, if you walk into a law meeting, well, you give me, what have you done? And if you walk in there and you haven't done anything, then, you know, what are we, what are we having this meeting for? <laughs> You're not going to get the job, um, you know, and I, I think that's the, that's the whole thing. And, um, you know, that's the way we look at it. I see, man. So, okay, if any, if you're wrapping this up, if there are any, I know it's at 35 minutes, so you got stuff to do this Friday too. Um, any other recommendation that you would give the trainers, the guys just starting out, or even guys who are more established, recommendation for them to, to get better, get more kids so they can help out? Something that's worked for you. Um, man. Um, I think I think the biggest thing is, is for guys that haven't done it is, you know, maybe go and learn from somebody. You know, like we have guys that, that come up here, you know, maybe for the, the summer and figure out, um, you know, how to run a business and how to train all this stuff. You know, we'll have James Rashilla up here from – you know, Coach Priscilla's son, who helps us the whole month. Um, you know, and he just comes up and he he works for free, and he's James. You know, he's Fran Priscilla's son. You know, and there's not a lot of guys that would do that. So I think that's that's the that's the main thing is 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 sacrifice. Um, you know, commitment. Stay on your grind. Know that there's going to be days that you may not want to do it, and and that maybe you're like, man, I don't know if this is really what I'm trying to do, um, but stick with it and and just push. I mean, that's 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 the biggest thing, you know, that that I've done is just 
you know, try to get better every day. Um, we, we have, you know, I have a list. I make, I make my players write up a list of, you know, what your goals are. We have the one year goals. We have uh, two year goals. We have three year, um, four year, and then 10 year, depending on age. Um, and I think people should do the same thing in business is what are your goals and what is it that you are trying to accomplish, um, you know, through that span. And if, and if you can attack, if you have a goal, then you're going to attack each day differently than if you did not have a goal. And that's a lot of players don't have goals and a lot of people don't have goals. And that's one of the things that I try to, you know, really relay to, to my players and my people. Is if, if you wake up every morning and you have a goal, you know, then you're waking up with a purpose. If you don't, then that's when you go sideways and you may, you know, as players, you may do certain things that, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, not get the grades you're supposed to get, maybe, you know, whatever. Um, I won't get into all that, but that's, that's my main, that'd be my main thing is have a goal and then have what's your plan to get to those goals. Um, and that gives you a purpose every morning. Nice. Interesting you said uh, Fran's son is still learning. I mean, I'm sure you're still learning from other people, too. But even at that level, like, it doesn't stop. It, it, if anything, you learn a lot more. That was pretty uh, That was pretty interesting to me. I think, we got, I think we have it all together. People like to put that facade up. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. yeah. you got to learn every day. If you don't, if you don't then you're not going to get better. If coaches don't learn from other co- the game changes. You know, so if the game is changing, then the skills of the game are changing. And, you know, that's the whole thing. We have to realize that as, as, as coaches and players, and then we're good. Um, you know, but you're never, you're never the man. And if skills trainers, you know, it's, oh, okay, I'm the man, then you've got a problem. Because the fact of the matter is always going to be is that we're not LeBron James. We're not Kobe Bryant. You know, we're, we're skilled trainers. We try to be as good as we can be at our craft. Um, but that's what we are. We try to help players and, you know, make them better as players and people. And, and then that's, that's what we do. So, um, you know, I think it's fun to be mentioned in, in you know, conversations as top skills trainers and all that. But I, I know a ton of guys that don't like social media and that are 45 years old and, work out in D.C. that are phenomenal skills trainers or New York City that are phenomenal skills trainers. Um, so, you know, those are the guys that I look to and, and I like to learn from is because they put in that that time. They put in that grind and, you know, they know what it takes to, to get better. So everybody's still learning and, and that's the whole beauty of it is – as you learn different things, you learn from each other, and um, you know, can't knock anybody else's hustle. So, right, you know, uh, man, I appreciate that. So, last last question for you: What you? I'm sure somebody's gonna grill me. Like, man, you ain't asking this, you ain't asking that. Um, so, hopefully, we can have you on down the road. But who would you say need to be on this podcast, man? Who should we talk to? 
that you think you look up to that would be dope and that's kind of that's cool like you? You said who do I look up to? Yeah, who who do you think would be good to be on this podcast? Like kind of similar oh. you look up to. Oh man, I I I mean I love my guy Tim Martin. Um, I think Tim looks at things um, from a different perspective. Played in college, but he also was homeless as a as a twenty year old. Um, and the perspective he has on life has helped me with my perspective on life. Um, and, and I mean, he trains some of the best young players in the country: Jawan Evans, um, Trey Young, PJ Washington, Andrew Jones. Um, and the guys like him because he is he is the epitome of he came from nothing to something. Um, and he's still pushing, and he pushes every day. I think he'd be phenomenal to have. And I know he's one of our guys, but I think he could help a lot of people. Um, you know, I know he's helped me. So I think that's the big, you know, well, helping people. And I think he would help people. Nice. Well, I actually did talk to him, man. The process. He he's reason, he's probably one of the reasons why I left my job. He was talking about like the whole plan A, plan B thing, and his mindset was like taking that leap of faith, like being able to lose. So it, it was a good conversation. Right. So you're right about that. So anybody, I mean, anybody else with with in mind? Because Tim did give a dope podcast. I haven't put it out yet because it's like <laughs> I'm saving it for a special time, but. Um, what about those guys who aren't in the spotlight? You know what I mean? Those other guys who. Um, I mean we. I mean there's a there's a guy that I played with in college, a guy, um, Jack Leisure. Um, okay. You know that's really not in the spotlight, but you know does a lot of shooting stuff, and he's, you know he's, I think he's one of the top seven shooters, three point shooters of all time. Played at Coastal Carolina. Um, you know, and he, he's all, I can't remember, maybe seventh now. Um, you know, but I think he'd be phenomenal to have. And, okay. Um, dang, freaking dang. How about D, DJ, DJ Sackman? I don't know if you've had him. Oh, no, I haven't. Um, DJ, do you know DJ like that? Is y'all close? Yeah, that's my guy. DJ, I love DJ. DJ's a good dude. DJ's a good dude. Um, and then, you know, Damon Altizer. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, all guys like that, man. I think. Okay. You know, I think anybody can bring anything to anybody. You know? And, and yeah. that's, uh, that's why he's great. So. Man, Coach, I appreciate you uh, taking time about this podcast. There's really anything I can do for you, man. Just you got your IG, got your number, let me know. But, uh, again, thanks. I know my listeners, the audience, appreciate it, too. Well, man, I appreciate you having me, man, anytime. And, you know, hit me up if you need anything. Just let me know. All right, man. You take care. God bless. All right, brother. Thanks for tuning in to Basketball to Business Podcast. If you like what you heard, go ahead and follow me on Instagram and Snapchat at my son jones and if you are not like me and don't need to burn all bridges quit your day job and only bank on a plan a and you want to make some money on the side by doing basketball training check out www.hoopsinstitute.com and sign up for a free 30-day trial and until next time and remember you are not alone in your journey to reach your dreams